Do you see how high my heels are today? God's got a word. I figured since I've been tricking you guys all with my heels, I better wear really high ones when I'm going to preach. So, ah, good, good day. So did you guys all hear the plan for next week? Um, I said, you know what, every time we put out more chairs, we have less people. And every time we put out less chairs, we're overflowing. I said, you know what, I think next week we're going to put out one chair, and I'm going to post on social media that we are, every seat is filled and standing room only. Okay? So, it's a prophetic statement. If you come and you don't have a seat, you're going to have to find a squeeze, squish in with people. So, it's going to be good. Um, I bought these heels before I had Layla, and I just haven't been able to walk in them for a long time. So, they're quite tall. So, if I fall, just pretend like the Holy Spirit came on me and just start praying. I'll just get back up and pretend like I just got slain in the Spirit. Okay? We're all on the same page if I fall. All right. Good. Thanks, guys. You're encouragers. So, <laughs> I'm in a really happy mood today just because it's so good. When I start saying, when we were singing that song, you know, the cross before me, this world behind me, I'm like, the cross is the only thing before me. That means heaven is the only thing that is in front of me. That's it. Like, how amazing. And like, I'm like, sometimes I was thinking about when Brie came and she was city girl and I took her to the dunes. She is still my friend, I promise you. Um, and I made her climb up the dune. I said, it's really great. And she's like, oh my gosh, Sarah, like, I don't think I'm coming back. She kept saying, I'm never going to visit you again. And I said, wait till you get to the top. And, you know, so sometimes it's a struggle. And then we get to the top and she's like, oh, it's so beautiful. I said, wait till you feel the water on the other side. So I tricked her and she went down. <laughs> and so we went down there and I'm like, isn't this awesome? She's like, yeah. She's like, how do we get back? I said, well... You know, we got to climb back up. She said, no, I'm going across these people's yard. I said, well, you'll go to jail for that. Because, you know, you know how crazy they are about, like, touching their property. I'm like, so you're on your own. And I start climbing. And what I realized is, you know, sometimes, like, when you say the cross is before me, like, sometimes there's still that you're going, you are working. It's not always easy, you know, that just because the cross is before you doesn't mean life's going to be easy. But, you know, God always has a reward. There's something on the end. And, and that's what we saw, like, awesome, I get to see this view, and she got to go back to the car when she got over the other side, I bought her lunch, you know, but I'm like, sometimes in the cross, we think, well, it should all be this flat, um, you know, everything should be like this, and God's like, no, I still have things that I need you to do, you still got to climb the top to be able to see that beautiful view, you still got to go down, get your feet, and put them in the water, you know, so there's still things that we've got to do, so last week, I talked about um, how God gives us this incredible freedom with only a few boundaries. And boundaries really only create value. You know, if you have relationships without boundaries, they're usually chaotic and out of control, and it doesn't really feel good to be in that relationship. Have you guys ever had any type of relationship like that where it just feels like there is no boundaries, so it just feels overwhelming or it's unsafe? Because without boundaries, there's no value for that relationship. And so we talked about how God, you know, He has boundaries and He has specific will for specific situations. And when we seek his face, he opens it up to this broad pasture, not this tightrope. And we get to choose what we're doing, and he confirms through peace. So we're going to keep going on on that. I thought I had one week, and it just turned, you know, I don't know, I might be up here for however long. I may never sit down. No. 
nope, I promise you will get rid of me. I know you guys are like, oh, great, she's wearing heels again. She's up there. <laughs> you can't go. I, I said I wore hot. Didn't you hear? I said I wore even higher ones so that you would know. When a, now I've got to find higher ones. So, <laughs> so basically when we're talking about peace, how do we get good at discerning healthy boundaries that God has placed around around us for his will how do we get good because sometimes you're like this is totally god and you get into it and you're like this is not god gotta go back over here okay god i totally missed that like how do we get good where it's like yep that's god you know nope nope but it looks good to everyone else no no it's not god you know because sometimes we get and we think this is god and it's really just our excitement we get over here and like this is a mess <laughs> this is not what god was saying and god's like yeah, well you got it right that time it's not what i was saying you know, so how do we, we got to get good at discerning those boundaries. You know, a lack of peace helps us eliminate the wrong choice and a flood of peace helps confirm I'm heading in the right direction. So when you don't have peace about something, you know, the, the more you understand the peace of God, the more it's going to be, you're going to know that's a peace of God, not my will or my fear or whatever coming through. Because we all know this life is full of loud people like me, um, hostile people that are noisy, there's restless people, and we're going around this, this life with that. I mean, you go on Facebook and everybody's angry or hating. I mean, you saw Michigan, Michigan State. I was like, what's happening? So State did win, guys. Sorry. Um, but I told Jordan, I saw a picture, and I'm like, man, that's like a hostile, that's going to be a hostile house, because her dad and her, Jade and her sister all were like state, and then her stepmom and her sons were like Michigan, and Jordan's like in the middle, I'm like thinking, you should wear teal, you need to get a teal shirt, you're going to die in here, it's hostile. No, probably wasn't bad, but you know, um, I would just be scared if I had to stand next to Jade's dad wearing Michigan, because he's like this big. So, but you think like that was like so hostile, and those are things that we like, and look how hostile we get about this. You know, I'm thinking, what about the things we don't like? You watch on there, you know, it's, it's, peace is the ability and all that cray to be able to let your heart be filled with, to not let your heart be filled with uncertainty or anxiety. And sometimes that's really hard. You're like, I don't know what's coming. You know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to have a job. You know, I'm going to get sick, all this stuff. So it's like, how do I have peace in the uncertainty or anxiety? Um, so John 14, 27, this is, um, I think it's the voice translation. I'm, he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So peace is not something we have to like go out and find. We don't have to try to obtain it. He says, oh, here it is. It's yours. Here, it's a gift. God's word. Jesus was, he said, I'm giving you peace. I'm the prince of peace. Here you go. You just get it. You have this in your life. We, you know, and we're too busy looking. He said, the world can't give it to you. The perfect job cannot give it to you. It's a gift we already possess. We're not trying to get it. We have it in Christ. We just have to get it out and put it in our hearts, put it on our minds, and start walking in it. You know, you can't get it from you can't get it from the world. You can't get it from your job. You can't get it from your family. Even you ever felt like, man, I have an awesome family, and I'm still something's missing. You can't get it from money. You can't get it because you look good. You know, because guess what? Everything starts drooping eventually. You know, if that gave you peace of mind, you're in trouble. <laughs> You know, we can't get it from there because God's saying, oh, what the world has, you can't get it from. 
It's a gift given to you. It's the spiritual gift Christ gave. It's like a secret all wrapped up in him and his father. If you want to understand how peace works in your life, you got to get wrapped up in Christ who's wrapped up in the father. If you are not, if you're trying to go outside of who God is to get this peace, you're not going to find it. And when we begin to renew and refresh our minds and hearts through his word and time with him, we become peaceful people who then begin to edify and encourage each other. When you don't have peace, you're more like a picker, you know what I mean? Always picking at people, you know, always finding the fall, looking, you know. Okay, women, we're not going to say anything, but I'm just going to say this in your, head, in your head. Don't actually nod, but you know. Like, how my, we have all been like, well, at least I'm not as fat as that, or at least I, at least I don't have them knees, or at least I'm not that short, or at least I'm not that tall, or at least my hair is, like, we're like, you know, I used to be really obsessed with my weight. Now I just realize, you know, I have extra fluff, and it's okay, and I'm okay with it. Um, I definitely want to be healthy, but I used to be like Matt, like I had this warped view, and I would see someone that's maybe like 500 pounds, and I'd be like, am I as big as that? He's like, no, what is wrong with your brain? Like, and I'm like, are you sure? Am I close? He's like, Sarah, you're not, not, but like the way that I would see that in my mind, like, okay, you know, I'm trying to get this peace from the world standard and it didn't work. It just made, it was like shallow hell in my mind all the time, but opposite. If you ever seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but in him, it's like, instead of picking at others and tearing down, we begin to edify and encourage and build up. Um, you know, we live from peace not towards it. We're not always stretching out trying to get peace. We need to learn to live from the peace that we have that Christ gave us as a gift. We cannot discuss our way into peace. It doesn't come because we settle an issue. You know, it doesn't come because we have an answer. It's not the result of what we do or do not talk about. Peace is basically a forerunner for the presence of God. You have peace in your life, the presence of God is resting there. If the peace moves, you're like, I'm moving with it. I am not. It's not going over there without me. You know, it's like, okay, I can do this without the peace of God, or I can do this with the peace of God. It's like God saying, hey, it's before you, and wherever it goes, you need to go because you need to live in it, not, not try to get it. You're just staying with it. It's a forerunner for his presence because in his presence is always the peace of Christ. So in, I, last week I talked about Colossians 3.15. It says, Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Um, it says rule in your heart. What rules in your heart? Is it fear, anxiety, control, or is it peace? What really rules in our heart? What comes out is what's really ruling you know, peace teaches us sensitivity, so we begin to recognize um, where we are. The more you walk with Christ, the more mature you come in being, and the more sensitive you become to that. I was, just last night, I just was thinking, okay, I was looking at carpets and online. I was like, oh, this is a great deal, and I'm like, should I get this? Like, I need one, and I just felt like, nope, I'm like, but this is a deal that's probably never, and I just said, nope, I'm not. Like, I just didn't have peace about it. It wasn't a big deal. It didn't have to be huge. But just the more I understand in those little things, the more sensitive I become, and I can immediately know right at that moment, you know. And I went to 
Um, I got a carpet really cheap yesterday, that like a couple hundred dollar carpet at Art Van. I walked in and I was like, no, I'm going to walk around. Oh, they had a floor model and boom, you know, $29 for a carpet. Huge, beautiful. You know, and I look at stuff like that. It's like, you know, just knowing the peace of God. I don't have to be like, should I get this carpet? Should I not? Well, Matt, let's just stand here and pray together to let the Holy Spirit fall on us. Let's go sit in the massage chairs for one hour. <laughs> My kids do that. Um, you know, I didn't have to do that. It was like, nope, yep, you know. And, and when you walk in that confidence, um, the more you become more and more sensitive. You know, at first I might have had, you know, a year ago I might have been, had to been like, I don't know, you mean so many times I've ordered something and then returned it because I wasn't really listening or done something and then had to go back because I'm like, but the more that I am sensitive to his presence, the easier it gets to understand like, yep, that's the peace of God. That is false peace. That is not from God. Um, and so God, you know, he doesn't, God really doesn't make a habit of speaking verbally. If God is making a habit of speaking like how I'm speaking to you, you really probably need to assess where you are. <laughs> he did that a very few times. And that was usually, you know, um, you know, Paul, who was a very evil man who killed a lot of Christians. You know, Jesus had to come down and be like, what? <laughs> What's your problem with me? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So if he comes and says it to you, you might want to look and be like, what am I doing? So he doesn't usually speak verbally, but God is always speaking. He speaks through a po- he think, speaks through this process of peaceful elimination. You know, he speak, we know he speaks through his word, you know, but he, you know, when he, when the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, that peaceful elimination's like, okay, this is, this is right. This is exactly what the Lord is speaking to me. Um, when we're walking with God, we quickly learn two things. Hopefully we quickly learn two things. Um, the first, he is consistent. God is consistent. He never changes. His nature is the same. He is a loving God. He is a creator. You know, he is amazing that he can do all things. Um, he doesn't change. His nature doesn't change for us from day to day. He's not happy with us one moment, angry with us at second moment, and then he wants to, you know, save this, you know, humanity, and then he decides, you know, I didn't like something someone put on Facebook, so I'm not going to do that anymore. Whatever. You know, he doesn't do that. His nature doesn't change. But the second part, we're all like, oh, I don't really like this. He's really unpredictable. Now that's weird, isn't it? He's really consistent, and he's completely unpredictable. Everyone's like, well, Sarah, you're kind of losing it. No, he is. He's com- his nature never changes, but he does things in unpredictable ways. We cannot take security in what he does, only who he is. We cannot, you know, he, we cannot take security in what he's doing, only who he is. You know, healing, you know, we can't run around to blind people and pick up mud and be like, oh, you're blind, and start rubbing in it in every blind person's eyes, Right? You know, Jesus did that. God told him to do that. And the person, you know, rinsed their eyes and could see. You know, if we started doing that, God is really unpredictable. You know, we can't go up to every time we're thirsty and just hit a rock and say, oh, water's coming out of there, you know, because he did that once, but he didn't do that for every rock, right? But we start, you know, and then, you know, he doesn't, you know, it's not every day someone gets swallowed by a large fish and comes out in one piece, Okay, usually we find a piece here, a piece there, here, a piece there, a piece everywhere, a piece, you know. Um, 
So God is really unpredictable. He does things. His nature is still the same. What he's teaching us is still the same, but he does it in different ways. You know, I'm not going to rub mud in someone's eye unless the Lord tells me to. (laughs) If I'm rubbing mud in your eye, I'm probably just being mean to you. Okay? So he's really, you're thinking he's consistent. Yeah, his nature is consistent. He wants healing. He wants wholeness. He wants peace. You know, he wants joy. He wants freedom for each of us. You know, he's loving. He's kind. That doesn't change. How he does it is always unpredictable. You know what? When I'm in trouble, he just doesn't say, go out to Lake Michigan, I'm going to part it, and you can just run as long as you want. <laughs> you know? Just go there. I'll make sure. Anyone that's trying to follow you, just, you know what? Swelled up in there. And I'm like, you know, he doesn't do that. But, you know, he has done other amazing things. He does it differently for me than he does for you. And this time, you know, when I walk by, my shadow might not bring healing, but there's times I've laid hands on people and we've saw instantaneous healing or things like that. He's like, oh, I do it a lot of different ways. I'm always, I'm unpredictable because I want to make the most impact in each person's life. He wants that personal relationship with you. The same as, you know, when we talk with someone, we like someone who can respond to us, right, and not just have... Like, that's why we don't want a relationship. We don't have robots. We're not like, oh, just, you know, I'm just going to, you know, have a robot that's going to give me the responses I want. We have relationship with people because we want to talk. We want them to have authentic response, right? Well, we want to have that. God says, I want authentic response from you, and I'm going to give you an authentic response for your life. That's good. Come on, you guys, that's real good. I'm excited. Um, You know, he is very unpredictable in his conversations with us. He's saying, I want you to go this way. And you're like, but in the, it always looked like I should do it this way. And he's like, but I'm doing something different to get you to the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't really, there could be 20 steps from here to here. And yours might go like this. Mine might go like this. And he's like, it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it different ways because I, need, I know what's going on inside your heart. I know the needs you have. The needs Cody has to the needs Ray has are two different needs. You know what I mean? And God's going to get you there. You know, he does things that are outrageously impossible and unpredictable. Yes, look at the Bible. You know, he is. Here, let's just, you know what? You can walk. Oh, you didn't give me any figs? There goes the tree's gone, you know? (laughs) I mean... It's amazing. Oh, you know, drench this with water. I'm going to come up and, you know, start a fire on it. That's, that's really unpredictable. You wouldn't see that. You wouldn't, you know, if you drench something with water, unless you have gasoline, it's not, start, it's not lighting, okay? It's not going to happen. Um, he's just really unpredictable. He does awesome things. Unfortunately, much of church culture has done the opposite of who God is. We're really inconsistent in our relationships and with him and others. We get, but we're really boringly unpredictable in the way we go about things with God. You know, we don't believe in prophets or prophetic. There are no apostles. We have to be saved by this specific prayer. You must dress, talk, sing, and do it this way. You know, we leave no room for God to be wildly unrestrained in his relationship with us. That is so good. <laughs> I'm like, did I write, Lord, did we talk about this? <laughs> but 
That's what it is. You know what? We get so used to just, you know, we want to be unpredictable in our relationships and, and we have a friend one day and they're not our friend and we don't know how to treat people and our nature isn't consistent. We're nice, then we're a liar. And, and God's like, no, 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 get that down. Get the relationship with me down. Because he wants to be wildly unrestrained in his relationship. You know, people are like, you better not stop in the middle of a, a message to talk about healing. You better not give a prophetic word. That's evil. Really? That's evil because it doesn't fit in your predictable, boring way of going about things? Because God never did that. He almost always did the opposite. He's like, oh, you guys are all offended at King David. Guess what? I'm going to have him run around in his underwear. See how offended you get now. I am not going to run around in my underwear. If you do come to my house in the summer, I cannot guarantee you I'm not wearing my tanning bikini, and that can be scary. So knock. Don't come to my backyard without knock. No, just teasing. Um, but, you know, we get all like, this is how it's got to go. You know, that's why sometimes I just like to, maybe we're going to do announcements in the beginning. Maybe we're going to do this. Maybe, you know, I'm thinking, God, we did not talk about this. He's like, it's okay. I'm going to talk about this. Amen. And I'm just like, oh, it's so amazing. When we, when we let him do that, like, it's good. I like that. See it? Yeah, right. We can say it. We don't have to be all scared. Like, like I said, we don't have to be scared. Like, we can interact with each other. It's okay. Um, you know, we don't want to set someone free and when, we're, when we're just talking. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm at work. I can't do this at work. Let God be unrestrained. You know, let's change the church culture and be like, let's have really great relationships that are consistent, consistent. We are consistent with God, and he, he is always consistent with us. We are consistent with the people around us. And then we are just wildly unrestrained and saying, God, what you're going to do, do. And we're like, wow, he just like totally like set that person free when we were just like talking at Walmart. That was cool, you know, and change that. Isaiah 30, 21 says, Your ears will hear sweet words behind you. Go this way. There's your path. This is how you should go. Whenever you must decide whether to turn right or left. He's saying, I am there. I am talking to you. I am speaking to you. Um, you know, you don't need to worry about which way you should go. He said, you know, his voice is with you. It's the Holy Spirit. It lives inside of us. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The Holy Spirit came because Jesus died on the cross. Okay, seeing how this connects... So if the, he was the Prince of Peace, and now the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one, now the Holy Spirit lives in us, the Prince of Peace lives in us, we live in peace all the time because it is on the inside of us. You know, when Pentecost, what did Pentecost do? It set people free to hear the voice of God, have prophetic insight and visions and dreams, to have the capacity to hear God, feel God, and see what God was doing in their life for themselves. That is amazing. You don't have to go once a year to a temple and you don't have to go into a little room and tell everybody all the horrible things that you have done. God is saying, I see you and I love you and I forgive you and you're going to move forward and you have freedom. Go about that pasture, begin to roam. I have great plans for you. Get off that tightrope. I'm cutting the rope. It's gone. It's out of here. That is amazing because before we had to be restrained. You walk in there, you know, they tie a rope around your, your waist because if you weren't right, they had to drag you out, you know. And God said, you know what Jesus did? You know what Pentecost did? The Prince of Peace came, and now you can hear God's voice. 
You can hear me. You can see what I'm doing. I'm talking to you. That's amazing. God wants us to seek him. He wants us to know his will. You know, he, my peace, I give you. That's what he said. Don't work for it. He said, my peace, I give you. You have it. And that day of Pentecost, it's not, you didn't need to follow Jesus, you know, around anymore. He said, oh, no, it's in you. Come on, you have this. You know what to do. And it might look scary. And you're going to go into places, you know, you're going to go into places that, you know what, they want to throw you in prison. You're going to go into places where people are going to mistreat you. And you're going to go in there with peace. And, and you know what, it may not feel great, but you know what, you still have peace. Wow, he said, my peace I give you. You have it. He's not saying, my peace, run and chase it, and every time you get close, I'm going to play that game where you pull the string, you know? He said, no, I already, my peace I give you. You have it. Go, go. Run wildly, unrestrained. If you start getting, you know, if you get near the fence, I'll come in and I'll just come right around and I'll, I'll say, hey, it's over here. And you're like, oh, there it is, you know? <laughs> got, a little, got a little away from me. God says, seek him. He wants to know you. He says, you can know his will for your life. My peace I give you. That's what God says. So let's pray.